Welcome to Healing at the Speed of Light. Every week, we discuss how laser therapy is changing healthcare and how you can benefit. Now, here is your host and founder of Laser Therapy Institute, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Thanks for joining me today on Healing at the Speed of Light. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree. I'm a chiropractor and a certified medical laser safety officer. I'm excited to bring to you some information on Alzheimer's disease today. I'm also disappointed to have to bring to you some of this information on Alzheimer's. Um, I've got a whole lot of things that I want to talk to you about with the way that our society is currently addressing Alzheimer's disease and what I feel should change about that. I'll explain it all. I'm going to be referring back to a couple of news articles and a new piece of research. It was published last year in 2020. And so some of this is going to be opinion, and some of it is going to be fact-based. Others is going to be, uh, other things that I bring to you is going to be more on the research-based side of things. But if you have a loved one experiencing Alzheimer's disease, you know the extreme emotional toll that this disease can take. Really, it's one of the most scary diseases. It even outranks cancer um, in surveys taken on, on what people are worried about. And... In a lot of cases, people feel that it can come on without any real definable reason, and it's completely something that's out of your hands that you cannot fight, and that just adds to how scary this particular disease is. If you've been listening to the news in the last two to three weeks, also, you've probably heard about a new Alzheimer's drug, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about why it's a problem. We're going to talk about our approach as a society especially here in the United States, uh, as being part of the problem. But then we're going to look at some hopefully promising information uh, regarding light therapy, laser therapy, and Alzheimer's disease based on this research review. Before I get into anything else, though, remember this podcast is sponsored by Laser Therapy Institute. Laser Therapy Institute is a network of laser therapy clinics across the country that are able to deliver excellent results with light and laser therapy treatments. They have the right training, the right protocols, the right equipment. If you are looking to use laser therapy for a condition you're dealing with, I would highly encourage you to go to lasertherapyinstitute.org. That's our website. On that website, you can learn more about laser therapy, but you can also find if we have a clinic near you, and you can even contact us right through the website there as well, or just email me directly, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org. We can help you out. So first of all, a quick review on Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is a degenerative memory disease, a degenerative condition of the brain. And the cause of Alzheimer's is hotly debated. At this point, the research is starting to kind of lead us to believe that it's, this could be tied into diabetes, high insulin levels, and high sugars. It's almost like a reaction on the brain tissues to try to protect themselves from the effects of high sugars. And so throughout the disease, memory patterns start to change because neurons can't talk to each other as well. And a couple of hallmarks that people know about this disease are that as it progresses, uh, we'll find these different components in the brain that are problematic, and, and those are amyloid plaques and neurofibrillary tangles. Now, you don't need to necessarily understand exactly what that means. It's fairly technical. I'm going to skip over that. Just understand those are two of the signs uh, inside the brain that something's not right. Obviously, though, the behavior 
the symptoms of this disease are what really can get you classified as Alzheimer's disease. So those additional signs in the brain, the neurofibrillary tangles, and the amyloid plaques, essentially we don't know if getting rid of those signs would reverse the signs and symptoms of Alzheimer's, but because they're a shiny object that grabs a lot of attention, a lot of research has been devoted to trying to reduce those plaques and those tangles within the brain with the idea that you could then reverse Alzheimer's disease. But again, we don't actually know that. It's just an idea. Now, Alzheimer's is extremely common and getting worse. With the sources that I mentioned earlier, they say that 11% of Americans over the age of 65 years old suffer from Alzheimer's disease, and caring for those nearly 6 million patients is already $600 billion a year, factoring in the cost of uncompensated caregiving, which is like you know when families trying to take care of aging Alzheimer's disease patients, uh, you know, parents, spouses. Now, the Food and Drug Administration has just recently approved a drug treatment that may or may not work, but will cost $56,000 a year per patient. 5000 bucks a month, essentially, to have a monthly infusion of this drug, and we don't know if it even works. Again, if you've listened to the news in the last few weeks, you've probably heard about this drug. It's called Aduhelm, and it's been so controversial that several members of an FDA advisory panel have actually resigned in protest of the, of the approval of this drug. The drug was shown in animal models to reduce the neurofibrillary tangles and the amyloid plaques, but we don't know if it actually improves Alzheimer's disease patients or not. We don't know if it improves like how they function or how the memory is. Because again, we don't know for sure that reducing those plaques and those tangles really improves the brain's performance at all with, with Alzheimer's. And it's, it's a really exciting thought that maybe there's a light here. However, as one of these opinion articles says, the approval of this drug is actually a symptom of all that is wrong with the way that we care for frail older adults in the U.S. Rather than providing supports that people with chronic conditions desperately need and that evidence shows works, we prefer to chase butterflies. That's a quote. And it's exactly right. We've got this drug that's insanely expensive that Medicare is going to be forced to pay for. We don't know that it works. But we would rather approve this unproven drug that absolutely has side effects, that may do no one any good. We'd rather spend billions a year on this crazy drug with the hope that it might work rather than actually support caregivers and families of those that are dealing with this disease. This, this article goes on to say, policymakers reflexively resist when asked to spend far less on more modest but practical functional supports to help families care for frail older adults and younger people with disabilities. Now, what could this $56,000 a year for this unproven drug, what could it potentially buy? Well, this article says, it would pay for home care aid for 20 hours a week plus three days a week at an adult day center with money left over for transportation and therapy and a care manager. Rather than throwing away billions on something that probably isn't going to do any good, we could be actively supporting the caregiving of these adults and improving not only the Alzheimer's patient's quality of life, but also the families of those patients 
and the caregivers of those patients. But no, we're going to race after this drug that we have no idea if it even works for billions. You know, if it was really cheap, sure, let's try out anything to help. But instead of spending billions, why aren't we looking at more sensible solutions? Well, again, that really, I think, feeds into one of the problems with the healthcare system here in the United States, especially. We'll spend billions and billions on medicines rather than doing some of the things that make sense and have been shown to work. There's a problem when we will spend more in the U.S. than every other country on this planet combined on healthcare, yet our life expectancy continues to drop every year. We will consume almost 90% of the opioids prescribed in the world here in the United States, and we're only 5% of the world's population. If that doesn't ring some alarm bells for you, it should, because that means we are not handling medications well. And this latest example of Aduhelm being an unproven, insanely expensive drug is just a symptom of our larger problem, essentially. Now, I would love for this drug to work. I would love to see people's quality of life improve. It'd be great to be seeing reversal of Alzheimer's disease uh, with whatever can get it done. But it's not likely to be this drug. And Medicare is going to be forced to pay for this. This article goes on to say powerful lobbies such as the drug makers and the Alzheimer's Association will fight for this drug to be approved with the same vehemence they lobbied the FDA to approve the drug in the first place. Now that they've got it approved, they're going to fight and spend tons of money to protect this drug even as it's not working and costing taxpayers billions every year. This is crazy. This doesn't make any sense, especially when we have potentially other solutions. Let me read you a quote from this review that was published in 2020. The title of the review is Photobiomodulation, or Laser Therapy, for Alzheimer's Disease, Translating Basic Research to Clinical Application. Essentially, they're talking about taking the studies that have been done on laser therapy and Alzheimer's disease and figuring out how to use it clinically. I'm going to read you just the top of this article. In light of the predicted doubling in the number of people affected by dementia and Alzheimer's disease within the next 30 years. Now, you know what? Let's just pause there for a second. Alzheimer's disease and dementia is predicted to double within the next 30 years. We're going to go from spending $600 billion a year to over $1 trillion a year to care for these patients. Yeah, if we don't change something, yeah, at least. At least that. That's a huge amount of money. Okay, so in light of the predicted doubling in the number of people affected by dementia and Alzheimer's disease within the next 30 years, a treatment option which has already shown promising results in cell culture studies and animal models and whose safety has already been proven in humans must not be left in the dark. This review covers the mechanistic action of photobiomodulation therapy against Alzheimer's disease at a cellular level. Safe and effective doses have been found in animal studies, animal models, and the first human case studies have provided reasons to undertake large-scale clinical trials. What they're saying there is that we have evidence, good evidence, that laser therapy and light therapies can be used against Alzheimer's disease and early-onset dementia, and that it is safe without side effects. And further, laser therapy is very inexpensive. Why are we not studying something that has the science behind it 
to make a difference in these patients' lives with no side effects and without massive amounts of cost to insurance, to people suffering with it, and to Medicare and to our taxpayers. Why are we not studying this? We've got the evidence. Launching a study here could show some benefit without the side effects, without the massive expense, and could start getting people better now rather than paying billions for a drug that's probably not going to work that we're all going to be held at gunpoint for, essentially, to pay it for it. Why would we not do that? The study goes on to say that fighting Alzheimer's disease and dementia with light therapy could be as simple as just a few treatments a month to sustain the mental performance of those dealing with Alzheimer's. And again, the, the funding for this would be minimal. So why aren't we studying this? Well, it kind of goes back to what I said earlier. Powerful lobbies, such as the drug makers and even the Alzheimer's Association, when they lobby for these drugs, they do it because they are tied in to the financial rewards of having a $5,000 a month drug hooked up to 6 million Alzheimer's patients. That amount of money is insane. So they can fund these lobbyists and advisory panels can be influenced by these massive amounts of money that they are just milking out of the system for something that doesn't even work. Who makes the money off of laser therapy? Well, certainly not the drug makers. You might think, well, you know, companies that make laser therapy units, but that's a very, very tiny amount of money to buy a device that can then be used on hundreds of di different patients at very, very low cost. There just isn't the money in things like laser therapy to be able to fund the lobbies and be able to influence these advisory panels. Instead, we're going to get stuck with medications that don't work for money that we can't spend on a disease that we can't fight. We need to change the way that we're addressing healthcare here in the United States. Laser therapy could be an amazing tool for some of these hopeless diseases and could come at a very low cost. And I hope that we see more and more papers like this one from just last year that will lead us in the right direction. In the meantime, if you've got questions, you want answers, if you want to look at some of this research, go to the show notes for today's episode. You'll find links to what I'm referring back to, to this review, and to these other articles, these opinion articles. This is powerful stuff. Definitely look into it. Get in contact with me. Find a laser therapy provider near you. You can go to our website, lasertherapyinstitute.org. Get linked in with this because hopefully we're going to see the explosion of light therapies over the next few years for an amazing amount of diseases. Subscribe to this weekly podcast for more great information. Find a certified laser therapy clinic near you at lasertherapyinstitute.org. If you're a healthcare provider, check out our practitioner-focused Laser Therapy Institute podcast. Thanks for listening.